Are Greg and Maya professional reviewers? Absolutely not. Like amateurs at best, but it's okay because they're funny, smart, and kind of adorable. Bless their hearts. So sit back, relax, and tune into this week's episode of All Cued Up. Hello, gals, guys, and non-binary pals. Welcome to All Queued Up, your review podcast about streaming service shows. On today's show, episode 7 of Percy Jackson, a documentary on HBO Max called Time Bomb Y2K. And I have two topics to bring, to, to bring up on uh, the show today. It's uh, the Pal World controversy, which I don't know if you know anything about that, Maya, but it's kind of interesting. And WWE on Netflix? But first, I'm Greg, that's Maya. How's your week been, Maya? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah, um, I got a new uh, new keyboard finally, and a new mouse. That's because I had been using the same mouse for like twelve years or so, and it was just shot. And my keyboard was about as old as well, and it quit working entirely. And it's one of the—it was one of those big, big split-level ergonomic keyboards where they're split in the middle, and the keys are on each side, and mm-hmm. you can hold your hands and rest your hands on it. And, it, and Microsoft didn't make them anymore, you know, and they were like anywhere from forty to sixty bucks, brand new back then. But now I, you can't find them because they don't make them anymore. And, and I, you know, I was looking for them, that brand because it was familiar. And naturally, people are wanting to sell them for like four and five hundred bucks. But I found a <clears throat> found a off brand one. She you knows nice. Uh, the keys like I'm hitting the keys right now. Can you hear that? No, I cannot. It's a very quiet keyboard. Very quiet keyboard, low-profile keys, backlit with LEDs, so you can change the color of it. So my mouse and keyboard and tower all match with blue lights, because that's cool. <laughs> uh, you know, got some other shit. Um, got a new skirmish game today, Aliens. Uh Another glorious day in the core. It's basically, it comes with 16 alien miniatures and uh, Ripley, Newt, and five of the space marines from Aliens. Uh, And you get to, they're on sprues, so you have to build them, paint them. So I'm going to paint those up soon because Misty's a huge Aliens fan. But it's a skirmish game, so it can be played on a tabletop. You know, in like an hour, hour and a half, you know, anywhere from two to four people or something like that. So that's fun. I figured maybe I can paint it up and maybe I can talk her into playing it with me. But, uh, you know, other than that, watched football this weekend. Uh, Hell yeah, boy. I didn't think they were going to pull that out. Yeah, well, they did. Yeah, you were messaging me. Like three minutes to go in the game, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I was so well. That's because I was fucking. I was sweating it, dude. Like I was like, we're gonna fucking lose this shit. God damn it! Like I was, I was so calm. Because if you look at that game, I'm gonna be honest with you. As much as I'm a Niner fan, they should have lost that shit. Like they should have fucking got lucky on that last that last very, drive. Very lucky. But, but you know, at the end of the I day, expected. I expected Kansas City to win. They did. Uh, Josh Allen is never going to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes at, <laughs> at this rate. He's just not. Uh, I, mean, I expected Detroit to win. I expected Baltimore to win. I expected. I didn't know what to expect with San Francisco and Green Bay after Green Bay's showing against Dallas. And, you know, Green Bay played a good, tough game. But. Now we got the uh, conference championships this Sunday, and then two weeks then from then we'll have the Super Bowl. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's gonna be fun this Sunday. I mean, other than that, you know, just got just got some materials in to uh, finally finish up my Black Series shelf shelves. Uh, 
plural. Uh, do some painting. You know, the snow finally started melting today. It, it yesterday it got up to thirty-seven degrees, so the snow started to melt a little bit. But today it hit sixty-seven degrees, and the snow melted a lot. And Misty got the, the car back up in the fucking driveway here. You know, it'd been at the bottom of the hill. Well, hell, for a week it was stuck on the hill, and it kind of slid a little bit, and she couldn't get all the way up. So it was, uh, yeah, we're recording. Be gone. I love you. Shake that butt. Be gone. Ooh, what a wiggle. Sorry, uh, but yeah, it was stuck Can on I the I fuck side your wife later? Huh? I will. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, uh, the car was stuck on the hill for like a week. And then, you know, she couldn't get it back up the hill until today. The snow melted. We had almost 12 inches of snow. Uh, Between the two snowfalls, we got like eight inches the first time and another four dumped on top of that. So uh, now there's a lot of mud. And it's supposed to start raining tonight and rain very heavy tomorrow and the next day. So all that moisture is already in the ground. So I anticipate floods. Uh, But we live on a hill. Although we do have to cross a bridge and the creek. A couple weeks ago when it rained for several days, it was like the water was up touching the bridge. You know, and it's an old school, like, wooden bridge. You know, it's sturdy, strong, but it's low. So we might get rained in instead of snowed in this time. But, yeah. Other than that, just been painting, playing some games, watching YouTube videos. You know, the the usual. How how has your week been? Uh, Busy, for the most part. I, um... I ended up uh, watching all of the show Ted. You can find out uh, Peacock. I've been telling you about it for like three fucking three or four days now, but uh, it's genuinely one of the funnier things I've ever seen. I, if you're kind of at that point where you're like, Man, I don't really like Family Guy or American Dad, and you haven't really seen anything from Seth MacFarlane that's like that catches your interest, trust me with this with Ted. It's a bit different. It's a bit, and it's really fucking fun. So I, I give it a shot. See really. that that's that's the thing. I've I watched the entire first season of Family Guy and I never laughed once. Um, it's not quite like Family Guy. It's, I, it's I've tried American Dad. Nah, it's just not for me. I've just never cared for Seth MacFarlane's brand of humor. Now, if this is different than his normal brand of humor, I'll watch the first episode if it makes me laugh. Then I'll watch the next one. I'll well, I mean, far. given your recent track record, I don't know. I don't know. If <laughs> like or not. That's the thing, because some things that I think I'm going to love, I hate. And some things I think I'm going to hate, I love. And then some things I know I'm going to hate and I end up hating. You never know with me. Because no. my my taste for comedy is very subjective. Um, I'm not going to deny that at all. Uh, some things I find hilarious. You know, I'm really into dark humor. There's quite a bit of that in fucking Ted. Okay. But yeah, we'll see. I'll give it a shot and then let you guys know next week if I liked it or not. I was like, if you don't enjoy the first episode, I don't know that you'll enjoy any of it, honestly. Because the first episode is what got me really into it. What got almost everybody in this house into it. But anyway, uh, other than that, yeah, I just uh, been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate and take care of my folks. I had like last Tuesday and Wednesday had appointments with my dad. And then this week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday had appointments with my mom. So it's just been, if I'm not running around with my folks, I'm doing dialysis with my dad. What are you going to do? Uh, but there's nothing special there. But um. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our first topic. So have you heard about the game Pal World? 
Uh, yeah, we talked about it briefly uh, the other day. You asked me if I'd heard about it, and I said, isn't that right. like what people are calling Pokemon with guns? Yes. So, uh, you might be asking yourself, what exactly is the controversy with that game? And your first thought would be, you know, big Pokemon fans probably don't like it, you know, whatever. Yes, but the other controversy is that all those people that don't like it because it, you know, is like a little bit of a ripoff from Pokemon. I mean, and I say a little bit loosely there because I played it. I played it for about three hours. It was like during my dad's dialysis. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad game. I'm not into survival-based games, like let's say yeah. Minecraft, but which is what it is at its core. It is a survival game at its core. It just happens to also have creatures that look similar to Pokemon, and you can make guns in the game. Um, Pokemon. Dude, South Park needs to fucking bring some <laughs> Pokemon back just because of Power World. But like, it's got like it's got to be a different game. Like, it's, I don't know, it'd be funny. But anyway, um, so the controversy is. Uh, the guy who created the game, or the director of it, I should say, he has been very vocal on social media about being very positive in regards to AI, having AI art in video games, having AI written scripts. Like he's very been positive about that. So people assumed that there was AI in Power World, trying their damnedest to find it. It then turned into plagiarism that he was plagiarizing Pokemon because he was actually just taking assets from Pokemon and slightly modifying them to make his pals, which is what the Pokemon in that world are called, just pals. Um, and it kept going back and forth and back and forth, and people were lying left and right. And today, as of recording this, one of the biggest contributors to making it like that there, the plagiarism was there in plain sight admitted to faking the videos. Just to stir up, stir the pot. Well, it has been wild, like to see it unfold. I've seen people be against Pal World because they're just like, it's kind of like that whole thing of having Batman or Fortnite. Like Batman doesn't use guns. Um, did you ever watch the old serials? Dude, people don't know the history of Batman. They just go off of a few movies and what the internet has said. But it's just been really funny to me to watch people fucking freak out over this game. My favorite one was this girl was saying that um, that the entire thing was AI generated, the entire game. Because if you look at the leveling up system, it looks just like the game Ark. That a lot of the Pokemon are way too, or, sorry, pals are way too close to certain Pokemon. And that uh, nothing in the game is original and just assets pulled from, from other people's creations on... Um, through uh, Unreal Engine 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was revealed with evidence that that was not the case, she didn't stop. And when someone confronted her about it on, on Twitter, she just goes, look, I'm just against these creatures like Pokemon using guns. It just doesn't make any sense, and I don't want the game to exist. It's been insane. Yeah. <sighs> It's okay to not like something, but to crusade and make up shit. Yeah. To try to get shit, you know, deplatformed is ridiculous. Very much so. It has been, like, since the game came out Friday, it's been a trip watching it on social media. Like, it really, really has. The, the ups and downs of it, the, like, is this game made with it? Because at first I was like, oh, interesting. I'll keep an eye on this. Like, if it turns oh, no, the out first that, four days, it sold six million plus copies. Well, you know, from my angle, you know, people are sitting there shitting on fucking Game Freak and, and the Pokemon Company because they just keep shitting out garbage games, like games that don't have a lot of thought. They just almost feel like a cash grab. And then a second that a game comes out that could be a direct competitor to Pokemon, people are like, don't fuck with my multi-billion dollar company. It was mm-hmm. fucking odd. And then I see like, oh, it might be using AI art, which I'm personally against. Um, it might be use, it might be have stolen assets from Pokemon, which I'd be very much against, because that's just that's just art theft. Um, and then like, so I kept an eye on that. And then when it turned out that it was wrong, 
with evidence, I was like, okay, so the game's fine. Y'all are making a big stink about nothing. But it won't end. It's like now people are just like, if you play the game, you're a fucking terrible person because you're shooting cute creatures with guns. And I'm like, you don't get to make those guns for a long fucking time in the game. Have they ever not played, you know, shooting kittens or whatever it is, exploding kittens? Oh, I'd probably not. Like, that's the thing. There are tons of games that come out all the fucking time that are either A, direct ripoffs, or B, made to look like other games. Like, that same company that made Power World made another game that looks very similar to... um, Oh, what the fuck is the name of that game? It's a Metroidvania. Uh, it's very good. Like you play a bug. Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. I'm not sure. I know it's. You'll know that you you've probably heard the name with bug. Maybe creatures. Hollow Knight. Oh. I've heard of Hollow Knight, but I've never played Hollow Knight. It's a very, very good Metroidvania. Uh, but the reason I bring up Metroidvania is because or, uh, Hollow Knight is because that same company made a game that was just like Hollow Knight, very similar, like borderline similar art style, different characters entirely, very similar though. And uh, nobody said a fucking word. Of course they didn't. But second, this game makes <clears throat> Buko Bucks. All these Pokemon fans are just like, and I'm like, y'all need to fucking relax. But I think it's, I think ultimately with the evidence given, I think it's a good thing because, you know, I'm kind of getting tired of half, half baked fucking Pokemon games. They have not had a good competitor. So they can get away with whatever they want because they know people are going to buy it. I've only ever played one Pokemon game, and that was Moon. So it's been, what, six years now? I have played and beaten every single mainline one. I should say that. And eh, it was just, eh. Oh, they're very they're very easy uh, RPGs. <clears throat> like, Yeah. Very easy. But they're meant to be easy. They're not meant to be... Uh, challenging they're they've always been designed with you know the intelligence of an eight-year-old in mind yeah yeah and i'm not above going like hey i'm playing a game for kids fuck that i enjoy the design of the pokemons i enjoy having a simple casual story not casual story but a a story with the with the casual mechanics of an rpg like i'm not above it and if i want to get competitive that's where the fucking sweet spot is with pokemon that shit is complicated. That shit takes time and effort to to figure out. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just want to bring that up because I thought it was fascinating. Uh, but the other one, the other topic we have is, and I, all I wrote from my notes was, uh, WWE on Netflix? Yeah, so this was announced early yesterday morning at like 6 a.m. Eastern Time yesterday morning. I sent you a message linking to the Variety article before you even got out of bed. And what was funny, as soon as you rolled over, you messaged me. I messaged you on Facebook Messenger, and you messaged me through Instagram the same thing about three hours later. I was like, ah, check your Messenger. Uh, but yeah, uh, WWE has been... They they have uh, not been too shy about it since Endeavor bought the WWE and merged them with the UFC into the company TKO. Um, they it, it's been widely known that their TV deal with USA expires December thirty first, twenty twenty four, and they had been shopping for a new home. You know, whether, you know, USA has had the option to keep them or if they were just going to find a new home outright. You know, rumor was Warner Brothers Discovery was in the works. Disney was in the works. Netflix was never mentioned as far as I know. 
and Netflix come out and said, yeah, we're giving them $500 million a year for the next 10 years, uh, which is basically a $5 billion commitment by Netflix. And then they have the option to opt out after the initial five years and to extend the uh, for an additional 10 years after the fucking deal. So, you wow. know, <clears throat> currently on the NBC Universal deal that they have, WWE is getting like $250 million to $260 million a year. They've doubled their worth overnight. In fact, their, their stock shot up like 20 fucking percent yesterday. And Netflix just went up, you know, 2 or 3% at least. This is an incredible deal for like everybody involved this is a win 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 like you get Dude, to watch what, what do i bitch about the most when i'm trying to watch raw get interrupted or having a like you don't want to watch a break in mid-match oh that yes yeah, sorry i was like i don't know that's i don't know there's a lot of things you bitch about when it comes to wrestling but yes <laughs> well but but if I'm watching if I'm going to watch a show about wrestling, I want to see all of the fucking wrestling. Don't go yeah. to commercial breaks at sixty seconds into a match and then come back for three minutes and then go to another fucking commercial break and then come back for the last two or three minutes of a match. Fucking kills me. I hate that. Like I'm I have a lot more patience to see the wrestling. I have a lot more patience than most people for that. But the, one of the things that drives me nuts about watching TV on, or uh, wrestling on TV is that. You get you can't hear all the chants. If the audience is going crazy, because let's be honest, that's that's one of the greatest things about wrestling is the audience. If I can't hear the holy shit chant, or I can't hear you're an asshole, or he fucking sucks babies, I don't know. I can't hear it because they fucking bleep it. Yeah, that pisses yeah. me off. Yeah, that that's irritating as well. But the option that. We'll be able to see everything now. What? And here's the thing: since they're going to be streaming exclusively on Netflix, they won't have to have the extended three and four minute entrances, where a guy comes out to his entrance, and then it cuts to commercial break. And while it's in commercial break, his entrance music just keeps playing and looping for three or four fucking minutes. We won't have that anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, it makes me wonder, are they going to stay in a three-hour format, or are they going to go back to two-hour format? Well, the, the thing I got I question is, like, there's a positive angle of getting to watch the the the, the broadcast later. Um, mm-hmm. But are they still going to air it live like they do with, like, and I quotation fingers live? Um, because, like, there have been a few moments that I'll be watching Raw. Or be watching SmackDown, and they bring out a wrestler that I just do not like. Don't care about their story. Want to fast forward? <clears throat> Nia Jax. Um, and am I going to be able to fast forward? Am I going to? Am I I'm still going to have to sit and watch it? You know what I mean? It's going to be interesting. I think that it is going to air live uh, with immediate replay starting. You know, thereafter. I don't know. But, you know, they, they're they saying it's our first foray, and Netflix is saying it's our first foray into live sports streaming. So. Yeah, okay. I didn't catch that, but. The, it makes the, sense. The, the, the first thing they ever, back in March of last year, they debuted their first ever live event with the Chris Rock Selective Outrage special. And then in April, they followed up with a live Love is Blind reunion special. And they've aired multiple live events since, but this is their first foray into live sports. Um, so that's what they're looking for. So I'm going to assume that they'll still stay on Monday nights and it'll be live starting at 8 p.m. But oh, yeah. for the benefit of people who can't watch Raw on the network in, like, say, Europe, they have to either pay for a very expensive channel or wait four weeks for it to show up on Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, 
that's huge because they'll be able to watch Raw live. I mean, it benefits a lot of people. I saw somebody bitching about this deal today. And they're like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Nobody's ready for this. This is stupid. You know, oh, sorry. It's time. It's time. Yeah. There are multiple fucking wrestling promotions that are basically on an online viewing streaming model. Uh, they don't have TV homes, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be nice. It's going to be really nice to be able to watch everything WWE on one on one thing, like, like getting used to be able to with the network. <laughs> well, well, that's what I mean. Is that like Raw's on USA, SmackDown's on Fox, and then the PLEs are on Peacock. And it's like, yeah, it's just kind of annoying. Well, SmackDown comes to USA in October of this year, and it'll stay on USA. It's just Raw going to Netflix for the time being. Oh, it's just raw. I thought it was. I thought it was all of WWE going to Netflix. Nope. You're still going to have to watch uh, Peacock uh, for until 2026. Uh, after that, it's don't know if they will uh, renew the deal with Peacock and keep their premium live events and other content on there, or if they'll shift all that to Netflix. That's not even been discussed. This is just for fucking Monday Night Raw. I that's okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, the other piece of news with the WWE is that uh, The Rock is a board member of uh, TKO now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like twenty minutes after they said Raw's going to Netflix, they said, "Oh yeah, The Rock's on our board of directors now." So that's, that's good. Personally, that's good. You know, we got Triple H in charge of creative over at WWE. We got the rock in charge of, or not in charge, but he's on the board of directors for everything going forward with everything TK owns, but WWE as well. So I think we're going to hit this new, like fun wrestling without Vince there, without like, I think I'm, I'm excited for the future of WWE personally, but it's going to I mean, take some time to see some changes, but... Yeah, but you can tell changes in the production, the visual production already this month since Kevin Dunn left. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you're right on that. Um, You know, and... I still find a lot of it predictable, but I mean, wrestling is predictable. It's always been predictable because wrestling pulls from wrestling. Uh, it's hard to get something fresh and new, um, you know, because it continually steals from itself. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say, Raw has improved a smidge in the past few months. It, it's still there's still there's still things that I don't enjoy. But that's the thing. I mean, the you fact know, that you always enjoy the R-Truth and Judgment Day stuff. I like Judgment Day just fine. I just don't think... I specifically that, said the R-Truth Judgment Day stuff. Is what said. Yeah, that stuff, I can take it or leave it. I don't hate it, but I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love comedy shit and fucking wrestling. Adore it. So the more the merrier, but you very much do not enjoy it. Cause I asked you a while back, I said, um, I asked you, what would you rather prefer a, a heel that almost crosses the line too many or too, too often or a comedy heel. And you were like, you like, it was, there was no, there was no pause. You just started texting and like, Heel that almost goes over the line. I'd rather a heel come on and actually beat a real baby than than a comedy. I was like, okay. I'd no, rather yes. No, grab that baby by the ankles and smack a grandma upside the fucking head with it. Jesus, that's Christ. funny. <laughs> that's that's not funny. I don't know. I'm starting, to, I'm, your dentures starting out. To think, I'm starting to think you might not like Ted. 
I don't know. We'll see. Uh, shit. I may watch it after we get done recording and let you know I'm not. I could. I think I could take a bet. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and move on to review stuff because we, yeah, we're about half an hour in so on. I don't want to be recording all night. Um, but yeah, so those are the those are the topics we wanted to bring up. That was fun. Anyway, uh, let's go and talk about our first review. Time bomb Y two K. Oh, this was I don't a know piece if it's of a, shit. I was gonna say I don't know if you have a synopsis, but it's literally. All it is. It, and I here's swear to the God. premise. It's an <laughs> an all archival film. Everything yep. in this, there's there's no narration, there's no you know, experts brought in to discuss and debate different points of view. Uh it's total fucking news footage edited together in sequence over a four year span. Uh but Time Bomb Y2K explores the year 2000 problem and the ensuing mass hysteria to evade potential technological collapse or, at worst, a doomsday scenario. I wanted and, so badly, what I wanted from this documentary so badly was to interview people who had gone through that time period and were the types of people that feared for the country because of the Y2K supposed bug. And I wanted to see how they were living their life now, what was going on. Like, they, they, they show people being full-on doomsday preppers. And I'm like, man, find that person and talk to them today. Yeah. Like, I, none of that. Like, that one lady, they did a, you know, they showed, sold off her business, bought a fucking plot of land and started living off of the fucking land and off of the fucking grid. You know, it's just like, dude, I remember back when all that happened, I was just like, you know, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was confident nothing was going to happen. The girl I was dating at the time was terrified that fucking the bombs were going to start dropping on us at for the fucking stroke of midnight. And I'm like you do realize that it's already tomorrow in Australia. And, you know, I had to work that day and that most of that evening, but I got off work and I was just like, they've been showing stuff on, cause I've been, you know, I was on pizza deliveries. It's like, they've been showing fucking news footage on CNN all day of people celebrating new year. And they're like, so far, so good. Nothing's happened yet. If it's going to affect it globally, it would have happened by now. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, what the fucking fuck? But this was, oh my God. I'm going to read this little blurb here about the production of this. Um, what production? It did in front of a fucking computer? They they decided together the project, the, the filmmakers decided uh, that the project would be com- com- uh, compromised entirely of archival material to gather documentation of the period surrounding the dawn of the new millennium, they openly solicited contributions of homemade footage, visited subjects' homes looking for videotapes they might have saved, and secured footage from the Center for Home Movies. In total, they viewed over 750 hours of footage for the film. Oh my God. 750 hours of footage from the film that ran for 84 minutes, and that's 84 minutes I'm never getting back. I mean, I kind of hate that phrase. I'm not going to lie to you. It drives me nuts. People say shit like that. I'm like, hey. 84 minutes that I'm never getting back. Anything like, like my, my brother said the other day, watching something bad. He was like, oh, that's two hours of my life. I'm never getting back. I'm like, you do worse shit for less time or for more time. I mean, I mean, this was pretty bad. But no, I get I'm what you're saying. saying. I just that you know that phrase drives me nuts as much. It's as, a turn of phrase. Well, so is like it's a time waster, and I'm, that drives me nuts too. But um, because nothing's a waste of time if you spent your time doing it and learned that you didn't like it. You know, like that to me is not a waste of time. Is learning that you didn't like something. Um, what would be a waste of time is like, let's say you watch the first episode of Ted and really don't like it, but continued watching the rest of the six episodes. That would be a waste of time. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I see. I see what point you're making there. Um, I just, you know, I wanted something new from it. And this is nothing new. It's like, oh, just remind me of 24 years ago, 25 years ago. Uh, I've seen this shit already play out in real time, and it was boring then. So you condensed it to an hour and 24 minutes. It's boring now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I was, let's see, during that time, I was 16, 15, 16 years old, somewhere in there. And, yeah, you know, we you were had, still in house. You were still in house. Oh, school, yeah. Weren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, I became 18 in 2001. So I'd have been 17. Um. Yeah, I think but, we talked uh, about that. You were almost seventeen when the year two thousand. You were still sixteen, almost seventeen. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, I was trying to do the math. I'm terrible with that shit. Anyway, so sixteen. I remember in in in, in classes and stuff. I'm talking to certain teachers, and they're like, "It's not going to happen." So the way that the system was set up was that it only took in the last two digits. So what's going to happen in the new year is it's just going to go from the year ninety nine to the year zero zero. That's it. That's yeah. all it's going to do. It's not going to shut down because it thinks it's a hundred years in the past or what the fuck ever. Like nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen. There is no bug. It's all it's all speculative and and nobody really knows what's going to happen. So anybody that's freaking out needs to honestly chill out. And I was like, okay. So I tell Dude, my I mom know, that people. I know people that went and withdrew every cent they had from their bank accounts and everything. <sighs> Jesus, mm-hmm. that's fucking unreal. But you yeah, I, I went, yeah, I was like, I, I, I went to a, uh, I went to a New Year's party that 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 uh, evening, with the you know whatever, and she's like, what if everything shuts off and you're not home? And I was like, nothing's gonna shut off. It's gonna be fine. And she's like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, because this, this, and this, and this. And she goes, well, how do they know? And I'm like, okay, do whatever you want to do, mom. I'm going to this party. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you about me going to the party because you're scared. Of my safety. And I remember getting home the next day and saying, well, why didn't something happen? Everyone, like, you were so confident something was going to happen. And she goes, well, that's because they fixed it in time. And I was like, okay, so there's no there's no changing that. Uh, Jack Bauer's trying to get hold of you. Um, that's not the same ringtone, but I, it's close. Uh, did you ever watch the show 24? Never did. No. That's 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 where that joke is from. Never mind. Well, I knew who Jack Bauer was. Okay. Fair enough. Um, that show was a hot thing for like a little while there. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was just like, and weeks and months went by, and you know, nothing nothing continued to happen. There were still people that were terrified something was going to happen, or something did happen. We just didn't know it, or whatever. And I remember talking to my mom about it, and I was like. I was like, so you really still believe that they fixed it in time? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, so all the people that I personally know that have been on the news saying that nothing was going to happen in the first place because of this, this, and this, you're just choosing to ignore them over over the all the other people who are disagreeing with them. She goes, well, I don't know. You never can be too safe. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you absolutely can. Because that usually is in line with not having the knowledge, not having that concept of 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 you know paying attention to other people or kind of having that common sense attitude. And it was just it was a it was a thing for like months, and then it just kind of went away, and that was it. That was it was that was that. Like yeah. it was like a blurb in history. But I remember very distinctly, like all the news, everyone talking about it, like it was going to be a thing. And then I, and then the, the most depressing or disappointing part of it was people just kind of moving past it because either they were wrong or they had just accepted that it was fixed in time. And I kept seeing that all over the place. I saw there was one of the guys that would go on to every fucking news program and talk about it. Like they show in the documentary, but he even came out with just like, 
all that money we spent went to it went to fixing it and it worked. And we were like, what about all the computers you didn't fix? What about all the the people around the country who didn't do anything to their computer? How what how what about those people? I have worked in a corporate environment. Not everybody gets a project done by a deadline. So there's no way in the fucking world that every computer worldwide was fixed when a team of, you know, like five teams of a hundred people can't complete project deadlines on time. Uh, No, it's it's just not done, you know. It was a a wild fucking experience. But my problem with this documentary is it doesn't really show that experience in the way that I think makes sense. Like, yeah, they showed footage. They showed uh, all kind of archival footage from from news broadcasts to to people – uh, their their fucking family recordings, all kinds of stuff, and that's fine. I don't think that that shouldn't have been in the documentary. But my biggest issue is like, you didn't really give the experience of living through it. And to no. me, that's kind of the point of the documentary. I would have preferred had they put out a call for like, hey, do you have any footage from between ninety six to nine to, to two thousand of your family and regarding the Y two K bug. I'd have had so much more respect had they done that because then, then I could have I could have like just enjoyed it for what it was and like been like yeah that was like that's kind of what it was like to live through and you know you know there's there's kids that brought camcorders to school during that time there are mm-hmm. there's families doing all sorts of shit there had to be more conversations than just news archives like it just doesn't this documentary does not to me properly it brings show. no it brings no juxtaposition. Yeah. And again, and again, I think I think the biggest lacking thing from this is like the people that were the biggest, you know, hey, Y2K is going to happen. Why couldn't we find any of those people to talk to? Why couldn't we find any of the news broadcasts that reported on it and talk to them? Why couldn't we find any of the people that were in the documentary itself back then, like selling all their assets and then moving out and living like an Amish person. Why couldn't we find and talk to them? Yeah. Why couldn't we find anybody that doomsday prepped for Y2K? I just, do, it's, and then the style in which it's like they're, edited. They're still living was, off the grid. Yeah. The style in which it's edited 100% feels like it was done on Windows Movie Maker. Like it feels like they used a free movie app a free movie editing app to, to edit this film together. The there's, there's no proper um, segue to anything they show. They just start showing shit. Yeah. There's like maybe twice in the movie. I was like, that was a good cut. Other than that, I'm like, you just cobbled this together in an afternoon. Like it, what grade would you give it? An F. Yeah, I'm on board. It was, it was fucking terrible. I was so bored watching it. I was like, if you That's why I had seen... to watch that good documentary after I fucking got done with this. I needed a palate cleanser. Which I still haven't watched, by the way. Mm. For anyone but listening, I'm, I'm referring to on Netflix uh, a documentary called American Nightmare. It's about. It's not about cooking uh, this. <clears throat> no, no. Um, <laughs> It's about this couple living in California who went through a home invasion. They were both tied up, drugged, blindfolded. She was kidnapped. Uh, He went to the police about it the next day after, you know, the sedatives wore off and he came to. And, of course, he was a prime suspect. And then she shows up two days later. At her childhood home, 400 miles away, and the fallout from that, and the police not believing either one of them, and yeah, it's fucking fascinating. Yeah, I know, and I'm, I'm going to watch it, I just, the reason I haven't, I told you why, but it kind of yeah. pissed me off. Not, dude, not gonna it kind of upset me, I was like, wait a minute. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I do want to watch that one. Because I vaguely remember it, you know? Because I lived, you know, yeah. it's a big California story, so. Yeah. And it was but my, mo- early my mom claims she, like, she remembered it front way and back way, so. But anyway. Um, but yeah, that, it's it's a fucking shit documentary. If you, if you plan on watching it, just fucking skip it. If you lived through it, there's no need to watch this piece of shit. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Watch watch American Nightmare on Netflix instead. You'll enjoy yeah. yourself. And it's three episodes. They're about 50 minutes a piece. Nice evening. You yeah. know. Um, I recommend it. Don't recommend Tom <laughs> Y2K. Yeah, no. Fuck it. Uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about the penultimate episode to season one of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yeah. This one was titled We Find Out the Truth sort of uh it opens up with uh present day we see percy going into a waterbed store and he confronts procrustus who wanted to be referred to as crusty uh basically he and annabeth uh trick him and gain access to his secret passage into the underworld uh there along with grover they encounter charon who summons cerberus Annabeth tames the dog, allowing them to escape, but Grover realizes that he's lost his pearl. Uh, They come across the fields of Asphodel. Annabeth becomes stuck and has to use her pearl to exit the underworld. After reaching uh, Tartarus, Grover is nearly pulled into the pit by the flying shoes that were gifted to them. With Percy then discovering the master bolt in his gifted backpack, uh, Percy and Grover realize that Ares had the bolt all along and gave it to them. They continue to Hades' palace, and Hades offers to return Percy's mother Sally if Percy gives him the, his helm of darkness, which was also stolen. Percy realized that Kronos organized the thefts due to his long-standing grudge against his children. Hades offers to protect them in exchange for the bolt, but Percy refuses to use their pearls and are brought to Montauk, where they reunite with Annabeth before being confronted by Ares on the beach. Uh, in flashbacks, we see Sally bringing young Percy to his new school. Overwhelmed uh, due to Percy struggling with abandonment and beginning to see mythical creatures, Sally contacts Poseidon, who dissuades her from taking Percy to Camp Half-Blood so he can forge his own identity. Uh, and I was like, holy shit. The actor is playing Poseidon, uh, playing Poseidon is the same actor who played the father John Robinson on the Netflix Lost in Space doc, uh, uh, series. I was like, oh, I like him. Toby Stevens. Yeah. Good actor. I had to look him up because I was like, he looks so fucking so, familiar. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, this episode yeah, was a lot was, of fun. Uh, this um, was an interesting episode. Uh, I think one of my know, questions. Is... Go ahead. Uh, one of my big questions regarding this show is like, Percy, I know he's a demigod, but he's still also just a kid. And like the last shot of the episode is like Ares running up on him, right? Or not mm-hmm. running, I guess he's more walking, but like, Getting ready to throw down, though, clearly. Oh, 100%. So, like, we're talking about, like, the god gods. Like, they aren't half gods. They're full gods. Like, how far is Ares going to go? Like, Ares... Does Ares want this war? I mean, it makes sense. He's the god of war. But um, there's just, like... Who has the helm of, of Hades? Like... What is happening? <laughs> there's so many wheels turning or cogs being, you know, there's so many cogs that are working together in the background of this show. Everything is being revealed to us through Percy. Yeah. So I really hope the final episode kind of ties it together. as basically like, obviously, oh shit, sorry. Oh. Obviously, Kronos is doing everything to get his revenge. But it's like, you know, they go meet, um, uh, oh my god, why can't I remember his, Lemon Wallen's character. Can't remember his guy's oh, name. Oh, you mean Hermes? 
Hermes, thank you. I knew it was Charlotte H, but fuck. Um, like, how much Hem- does Hermes Hem- know? Hemorrhoids, Hermes. Oh, I was way off. Oh yes, the god, the god of painful hemorrhaging. Um. Uh, I just like I want to know what each character knows more. Um. I want to know. How much? Because like we got that final shot where we, you know, we meet Poseidon for the first time when when uh, uh, Percy was a kid, and it's like, what? Why is there a restriction for the gods to help their kids? Like, why? What restriction is there for for Poseidon? I don't understand that part. And you know, it's. I don't know. I don't know that. I'm sure that'll be explained. I don't know if that'll be explained in the next and final episode of the first season. But, you know, you brought up a good point where everything is revealed through Percy's eyes. Right. We're finding out these things when Percy finds them out. My only real nitpick with the show is has been the pacing of the show, how it's edited. It's like they really just, it's like point A, point B, point C, point D, E, F. There we are. Now you find something out. And then, okay, point one, point two, point three, point four, point five. Oh, now we find something else out. Okay. You know, it's the way, I wonder if the books are that fast paced, if they leave out like minor details. Because I think with a little bit of padding, this could be a longer series, but do you find a problem with the pacing? Do you think it's a little too fast paced at times or is it just me? Uh, no, it is a little fast paced. I think that, you know, you're adapting from a novel. Granted, it's a short novel. I actually found the five primary books, uh, before the new ones that came out last year and supposedly one this year, um, at Walmart, oh, yeah? for 30 bucks, all five of them. And like a little, book pick them up? With it. no, I didn't have 30 bucks on me. Oh, Oh, well. Uh, but it, it also did have the newer one, too. But, um, you know, from what I understand, the books are a bit slower. It goes through Percy's kind of thought process quicker. Or not quicker, but more often than the show does. And I get why, because it's a show. You can't really stop and just have an inner monologue with the fucking main character. It doesn't make any sense. But I think that there are... So, like, the pacing of this episode was fine. I saw nothing wrong with the pacing of this episode. But if you tie the pacing of this episode with the last episode, it doesn't match. Know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? No, no. That was something I was ruminating on uh, when we when you had to drop out. I was saying to myself out loud, I wonder, you know, it feels like this episode is more faster paced than prior episodes. But it really stood out in this episode compared to the others. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are strange issues when it comes to explaining who and what things are, because a character will be introduced and the kids just go, you're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that is such a fucking, like, teen fantasy novel thing to do. And this show does it. But the difference is that the writers kind of go, if you're at least in fifth grade, you should know who these characters are from reading the Odyssey, reading just Greek mythology in general. Cause that's when I got into Greek mythology was back in the fourth and fifth grade. I'd have fucking devoured these books. If I was that young, when they came out, I wasn't, yeah, if these, but... if these had come out when I was into Greek mythology, <laughs> in my eighth grade year, I would have fucking tore these books up. Yeah. But I do want to get them. And I just found them on target for $26 for the book set. Nice. That's pretty good. But yeah, it's just, I think, I because I, I, the way that I've been watching the shows, I'm really interested in how it ends. I'm really interested where it goes. But the, the, the fascinating part to me is in what degree am I interested? Because I'm not as interested as I am in other shows. Um, I'm interested enough. It feels like the production is a little bit cheaper for this show 
and it almost feels like a lot of the gods are like they're 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 paid as like cameo payments, not full fledged roles. Yeah, which is fine. That makes sense. You know what they come in for, like, uh, you know, Edge or sorry, Adam Copeland or um, uh, Lin Man- Manuel Miranda. Blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Uh, but it's just it's I don't know like I'm enjoying it I'm having a good time but nothing I've seen so far has risen above a B yeah yeah it's 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 good it's better than average but it's not great but right. it makes me want to read the books I am interested in the books I don't know how much I'm interested considering like how much time and effort it would take to read a whole novel. Yeah. And I've got everything else I got to read that are waiting on me. I've got over 200 miniatures. I got to paint. I got (laughs) the last time I got inspired to read an entire, like not a set of novels was after I watched the first hunger games movie. I really like, Hmm. I got into that world. I was like, what the fuck is this in the third book? Ass. Just garbage on garbage. Anyway. I couldn't even make it through the first movie. See, I was interested in this world that existed where, you know, they put kids through a a death fucking trial thing and the last one survived. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is fascinating. So I went and saw the movie and I was like, oh, like, I'm even more fascinated in the world of Panam. I got to know more. So I go get the first book. I read it and I'm like, that's really cool. Like, it's all from the perspective of Katniss and... And she wants to survive. And the second book was just more of the same, uh, but it kind of expanded on the world a little bit more. And then the third book was like, now that she's in the the camp with the rebels, she's going to be concentrated on boys. And I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. So, but, um, because again, as I told you before, the book or the fucking first two books, she could, she couldn't care less about, boys she just wanted to make sure the people she cared about survived that's it yeah and then the fucking ending of that third book is so goddamn off anyway i'm getting distracted because of how much i hate the fucking novels of that or the third novel um okay (laughs) the it happens it does um but yeah with the show like it's all been very serviceable it's been entertaining I have no intention of watching it again, and I don't think I've recommended it to anybody, which is odd because it's not a bad show. It's definitely for a very specific age group, or at least built that way. Yeah, yeah. But, no, um... I, I, I get that. You know, <clears throat> I might give it a rewatch again down the line but not in the immediate future but i'm enjoying it enough um yeah yeah i mean that's that's why i say like none of the episodes have gone above a b for me i I think i might have given one at a little higher grade but i think i gave one and i'm not sure i maybe a couple but this one wasn't a level it was like b plus at best yeah, you know, I and I think about the last, like, I really enjoy aspects of it. Like I told you last week, like, I, I've read the Odyssey multiple times. Well, let me rephrase that. I've read the Odyssey, then read the graphic novel that I'd found of the Odyssey. So there's that. Gotcha. Um, but uh, when they tie in certain mythological lore mm-hmm. in with what's going on with the characters, that's the stuff I really fucking enjoy. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. The lore is good. The lore also, is really good. This this show does something very fucking similar to God of War. And that's they introduce a myth- mythological character and you're thinking like, oh, this little motherfucker's powerful. He's going to have this amazing voice. And he's just like, hey, friends, how's it going? And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's like, about Hades. Just any of them, really. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Because I, I go back to to uh, God of War uh, Ragnarok. I don't know if you played that. You didn't play. I've not played any. I haven't played any. There's um there's a god in in Norse mythology that is basically like the creator of Molnir and whatnot. Like he has the 
the metals to do it. He creates all. He's supposed to be like creates all the fucking people for Valhalla or for um, uh, not Valhalla, but uh, where Thor lives, where Odin lives. Asgard. Asgard. See, that's my brain at fucking five p.m. Um, but he. Uh, they they meet him for the first time. He looks badass. He's awesome. But when he speaks, he's just like, hey, guys, no, I'm not going to do that for you because that's not who I am now. I'm like, mm, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Neat. It's funny. Like, the, the games are great. Like, I'm not trying to deter you. Like, the games are fucking fantastic. You need to play them. I, you don't even need to play the first, like, three God of War games that came out on the PS2 and later PS3. You just need to play fucking God of War and God of War Ragnarok, really. And when I say need, I fucking mean it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. (laughs) You know how much shit I've got to play? I know. Uh, Those games are short. Uh, Unless you're trying to 100% them, which you tend to do. I tend to do that. (laughs) You You could just not for God of War and just play it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I just thought thought it was a funny, uh, con not con uh, a uh, coincidence that the both both of those do the same thing with the gods. Anyway, the the yeah, the show's good. It's not great. I'm enjoying myself. I'm excited for next week to see how how it pans out because I'll admit, did not see that it being Kronos. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. A little surprise. Yeah, yeah. I just hate that, like, instead of kind of showing Percy's thought process in some way, he was just like, Kronos. I was like, huh? (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah, I think editing, you know, a little, little bit of editing... Or voiceover, flashback, what have you, just give some type of glimpse into his thought process. See how he arrives at that. Just, but you know, it's not bad. Uh, like I said, this episode I give a B plus. Yeah, yeah, I yeah same here. Visual effects are fucking outstanding. Oh, absolutely. Cerberus looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. I like that he did look like a regular-ass dog with three heads. Because yeah. other, other other iterations of Cerberus is like, he's fiery and he's got scales and shit like that. And I'm like, that's fine. But I was like, oh, man. He's just a regular-ass dog. But, uh... But, yeah, so... Yeah, check out Percy Jackson if you guys want. It's It's fun, and next week is the finale, so... Ain't nothing wrong with it. Um, but yeah, guys, I think it's going to do it for us this week. It's going to it's gonna be it. Uh, as, far, as for right now, next week is uh, just Percy Jackson's finale. I don't have anything else. We're not watching the new He-Man season. Does that come out next week or does that come out Friday? It comes Friday? out tomorrow. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, He-Man season two. Is it Revolution? Revelations? Revelations. Like Revelations. See, I, I thought it was I thought it was like March. He man, I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah, double check. We'll double that for check. Me. I'm double checking it right now. Well, while he's double check, sorry, while she's double checking, I can't believe I did that. Um, I've done that for fucking forever. Um, wow. Well, yeah, I dude, I think that just happened naturally. Like I was just talking, and it happened. I didn't even think it. Um, while she's checking the date on that. If we happen to change it for whatever reason, go check out our social medias. We'll be listed down below. Um, our personals and the one for the show. If we change it or add to it, that's where you'll find it. But that's also where you're going to uh, know when we put up new episodes. That's where you see that. Um, if you want to support us directly, check out our Teespring store. It has loads of cool merch. Stuff for the upcoming spring and summer uh, season. The discount code. At checkout is AQU15 for 15% off your order. That'll give you, or basically you won't have to pay for uh, shipping and handling. 
Uh, Maya, did you find out if the Revelations comes out next or this week? Revolution comes out. Let me see. It says it comes out Thursday, so yeah, tomorrow. Okay, cool. All right, so we have that. Is it just five episodes or is it the whole I didn't ten? Look at the episode count. Okay, well, whatever. We're gonna watch it regardless. But uh, but yeah, Maya, where, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. Uh, just give me a follow. Shoot me a message. We'll talk about nerd stuff. Uh, don't be a creep. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? You can follow me on uh, all social medias under Chub Rock Geek. I haven't really uploaded much lately, but uh, you can follow me there. No, we'll clips and whatnot. Uh, but, 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 that's it. That's all I have for my notes. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Remember Percy Jackson. He-Man next week. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.